and welcome to the After Start Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Els. And I'm Spex. And today, we're going to be talking about episode number 58, Trans-Europe Express. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Let's go for it. Welcome to racist Istanbul. Not Constantinople? Megatron threatens a man for information by burritoing him in a blanket or a rug or something. It's a fabric. Fabric of some kind, and the man was definitely burritoed, or burritoed effectively, if you will. Megatron evidently wants the location of the greatest sage in Istanbul. I love that Megatron just blasts into a random house and accosts a man who is weaving at a loom. The man originally says that he won't give up the location to hoodlums like them. But he quickly changes his tune when Megatron blasts a hole in the ground with his fusion cannon. Elsewhere, Megatron coolly mans his way into the sage's location. The building is large enough for the robots to stand up in. Unless they're both mass shifted, given that the only two here that we see are Megatron and Soundwave. But I'm really betting it's just not well thought out animation like it is in India percent of the other times it is. I mean, they're still giant compared to the sage. Yes. So. The sage seems to have expected them, knowing that they are looking for the location of the Pearl of Fahuddin. The sage does give them the location of the pearl, but only after an ominous warning about it not being so easy to put back once uncovered. Then Soundwave and Megatron Kool-Aid man their way through the opposite wall that... so that there is a, um, a nice path through this house that's very well ventilated. It's like two walls in the same room and then another wall in another room, so it's like this house is so ventilated. This is very silly. Um, yeah, but Megatron and Sunwave couldn't be bothered to turn around and walk out the hole they had previously made. They had to make another one. Hopefully the sage likes the crossbreed. <laughs> Hopefully. Megatron and Soundwave arrive at the Galata Valley, and then Soundwave uses sonar from his chest to try to find the pearl, but he doesn't get any readings. The valley is too big for the Decepticons to search haphazardly, and uh, Megatron comes to the conclusion that they need a professional archaeologist. <laughs> I love that Megatron both knows what an archaeologist is and knows that they need one. <laughs> Although I, I feel I could make the argument that perhaps they should get a geologist instead, but, I mean, he's got the spirit. <laughs> and now, in Paris. At the start of the Europa 2000, a cross-country race from Paris, France to Istanbul, Turkey. For a million dollar prize. This would be over $2,600,000 in today's currency. <laughs> the Autobots have been granted entry, but uh, nearly immediately make it clear that if they win, the million is going to go to charity. A driver, Augie Kane, is angry that they're participating in the race to begin with. Um, giant robots in my race? It's more likely than you think. Some race officials attempt to calm him with the It's for charity line. <laughs> but the only thing he supports is all proceeds going to Augie Kane. <laughs> Augie here is the top driver from the U.S. and the Autobots have in fact been uh, sent to protect. His car is so advanced, Optimus is worried that Megatron's going to try and steal it. Very prescient. They've been fighting for millions of years. Optimus had to be able to correctly predict Megatron's behavior eventually. <laughs> well, I mean, you just put a bunch of things on a wall and throw a dart at them with your eyes closed, eventually you'll get it. <laughs> well, it is, it is definitely a, like, look, a good, a good indicator is, is some new tech. 
yes, then there's a pretty good chance Megatron's going to come after it. But mm. at the same time, it seems so random. <laughs> well, I mean, considering Megatron's general plans, the whole grab things out of different hats and putting them together it seems as uh, valid as anything else. Well, and then there's the stole a giant ruby. Like, yes. You know what? So, so shiny things and new tech. That's what I'm getting from this. Yep. The Autobot cast for today is Wheeljack, Trax, Sideswipe, Sunstreaker, Smokescreen, Bluestreak, and Bumblebee. And then the race begins! And here's your reminder that Wheeljack is actually a race car, so he has a strong start. But Augie pulls in front of everyone else. Back with the cons, they've managed to rope in the shadiest looking archaeologist I've ever seen, who has found the Pearl's location. I mean... I think any archaeologist that you just dragged out of Istanbul is probably, he probably didn't have time to put on his best clothes. I, yeah, some of it might be, the poor man is scruffy because uh, he did not know he was going to be here today. <laughs> and to his credit, he clearly does not want to be here and manages to get like these cuffs they put on him off and he escapes. So, hearing the Autobots have joined the race, because I guess they're listening to the radio broadcast or something? I mean, maybe Soundwave is or something. <laughs> yeah. so, Soundwave monitors all radio waves. So, Megatron's hearing that the Autobots have joined the race. Megatron then sends the Stunticons out to do what they do best. Create chaos! In the race, Augie proves to be a total asshole who would have killed somebody. Had the car that he'd run off the road or attempted to run off the road not been Bumblebee. Bumblebee then hitches a ride with Blue Streak and catches up with Augie, yanks him out of his car, and gives him a piece of his mind for endangering other drivers. And other bees, evidently. <laughs> and other Cybertronians, evidently. I mean, does Augie not care about potentially getting hit with a manslaughter charge? <laughs> or does every driver that signs up for this race, do they have to sign <laughs> a waiver? If I die, my family will not sue. <laughs> if I die, I whoever ran me off the road or whatever is legally not culpable. Yeah, and, like, this was the side of a mountain. Like, they would have definitely died getting run off this road. I don't think there were any guardrails. No! I'm not sure it was even a paved road, which seems like a terrible choice for race cars. <laughs> right? We get a glorious map of the race's progress, and we get this at least a few times at various points. So, um, uh, for example, Romania instead of Romania. <laughs> Things are also not drawn well at all. Um, so the Lambo twins are lagging behind due to an ill-advised detour, and then they are surrounded by the Stunticons and attacked. And visually to me, it looks like they kind of huddle together for a little <laughs> bit after being surrounded, but that's not what's actually happening. Wheeljack, however, is still doing pretty stellar in the race, uh, but then he has jumped by a motormaster and eventually squished. Ow. <laughs> much, much ow. Very ow. I mean, he evaded for a little bit, but not successfully. He's not quite a pancake, but he really does not look good. Yep. <laughs> like, he needs some time with Ratchet, I think. He needs uh, a little bit of TLC. Yeah. Then Wild Rider drops from the sky in car mode and attacks Smokescreen. <laughs> it looks gloriously silly. Smokescreen is found by Blue Streak, who is also immediately jumped by the Stunticons. <laughs> And then Blue Streak manages to catch Wild Rider and then ride him like a freaking Bronco in car mode <laughs> before managing to get away because Wild Rider rams into a cliff and Blue Streak leaps up and grabs the cliff and then climbs up. And nobody ever looks up, so, so 
obviously Wild Rider didn't know where he went for yep. some freaking reason. <laughs> yep, and Blue Streak finds our escaped archaeologist from earlier, and the man is definitely the worst for wear at this point. <laughs> Bumblebee is chilling with tracks as they near the end of the race, uh, when surprise, they also run into the Stunticons! Except they see him early enough that they are able to pull off the road and hide, so the Stunticons pass them by. Blue Streak calls the two of them, giving them an abridged version of what the hell is going on, courtesy of the archaeologist, whose name is Doctor uh, Professor Terranova. The fact that his name basically translates to New World is kind of funny. <laughs> Fair enough. At least sound-wise, that's what it sounds like. They race off to save Augie as Megatron does indeed want his car with confirmation from Blue Streak. Yeah, because it's the new material, the revolutionary material his engine is made of or something mm -hmm. that they want. So Augie has had enough of uh, robots today. Unfortunately, they definitely have not had enough of him. <laughs> the Stunticons catch up with him and take his car. They then gently load it into Motormaster's trailer. <laughs> Back in the valley, Scavenger, the Constructicon, who I think is the only Constructicon we see today, <laughs> has found um, a glowing thing in the giant hole they're digging. And Megatron got a quick paint job, his Decepticon badge being red for a shot. Blue Streak finds Augie, who's just been left on the side of the road, and he basically demands to take control of Blue Streak, and so they, they team up to get his car back. Augie insists on driving. <laughs> yes, I, a red, red-blooded white American male, know how to drive you better than you do yourself, millions of years old alien robot car. <laughs> well, functionally, he probably does have statistically more, uh, time on the road under his belt, <laughs> considering Blue Streak, well, definitely thousands of millions of years old, was unconscious for like the entirety <laughs> of human existence up until this point. Fair. Trax, Bumblebee, and Blue Streak approach the finish line for the race, with Blue Streak and Augie technically winning. The announcer seems so excited, but the Autobots and Augie just keep on driving. Megatron gets his hands on the Pearl of Bahudin, just as the remaining Autobots and their passengers, because the archaeologist is with them as well, drive up. So the Pearl of Bahudin is this thing that looks like it's encased in gold with pearls and gems and stuff stuck on it. And Megatron is monologuing that the Pearl is the core of a weather machine. That if the visuals are to be believed, was on the Decepticon ship. And no, they are not in South America right now. So don't ask me how the hell this got to Turkey. <laughs> Why did they have a weather machine on the Decepticon ship? I mean, they already had some weather control stuff on Cybertron with the Rainmakers, but were they planning on making a planet hospitable to themselves? Like super controlling the weather on Cybertron or just, you know, terrorizing aliens? It's up to you guys to decide. <laughs> Evidently, um, as Bex mentioned earlier, the new metal in Augie's car is what Megatron needs to create a controller for the Pearl. Because the Pearl, if it doesn't have a controller, just fucking runs wild. And apparently the gold stuff on it is like an insulating layer that pre prevents it from just freaking the fuck out, like, right now. Right. So Augie runs in, like a moron. <laughs> a hot-headed, red-blooded American man, a.k.a. a maroon. <laughs> A brawl ensues, as one tends to do on this show, with the Autobots and Decepticons. As well as Augie shooting fire out of some sort of nozzle thing that's attached to, like, it looks like an air tank or a gas <laughs> tank, hooked no. onto the side of his car? 
Augie came to this race prepared for things. The man was prepared for murder. Well, we already knew that. He tried to kill B. Yeah. The handy application of fire here somehow makes everything better, <laughs> don't you think? Through some acrobats and fancy driving, Bumblebee is able to grab the pearl from Megatron. Like, he literally climbs him. <laughs> and Megatron makes no evasive maneuvers at any point during this. Out of options, Bumblebee opens the pearl, so it takes off the gold coating, or cracks it open, however you want to <laughs> phrase that, uh, creating a massive thunderstorm and tornado. Even Soundwave is getting blown around. Cracking open a weather machine with the boys. <laughs> Cracking open a cold one. Yes. <laughs> but different than you think. Mm-hmm. Oh, Megatron orders the Stenticons to form Menasaur to get uh to get the pearl from B. But the pearl gets caught up in the storm and nobody has it right now. <laughs> the storm has it. Oh, this is gonna be like that uh food storm from uh, oh, no. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, <laughs> isn't it? The con or Cloudy with a chance of meatballs too, I think is what I'm what I'm thinking. Uh, the cons then retreat as Megatron intends to let the storm rage and destroy humanity. Some men just want to watch the world storm. Uh, I guess we're <laughs> we're in for the day after tomorrow with giant robots. And then Megatron just leaves Menasaur to take out the Autobots. Blue Streak is more than happy to inflict some senseless violence as the Autobots drop Menasaur into a hole. <laughs> this doesn't really contain him for long as he gets out and starts smacking the Autobots around again. Augie watches this and then hops into his car. Because the Decepticons did not actually get the material out of the car. So it's still in perfect working order. And the Autobots think he's abandoned them, but instead he has driven around and gone up a cliff and then drives his car off the cliff and into Menasaur, knocking him out. Bailing out of the car before it went over the cliff, obviously. Man has some sense of self-preservation. <laughs> you say that. Bumblebee then hops into the tornado, shooting until he's able to hit and destroy the pearl that is also in the tornado vortex, stopping the crazy weather. He was quite high in the air when this happened. Um, I feel like he might uh, have needed a visit to Ratchet and Wheeljack. Some trees kind of broke his falls. He didn't hit the ground as hard as he could have, but he seems fine aside from, and I quote, feeling like a lost kite. Well, he never really hit the ground. He was just stuck on a tree branch. <laughs> That's true. After all is said and done, the Autobots reach the conclusion that Megatron set up the race and there is no money for the prize. I don't know why they reached this conclusion, other than they were like, oh, he wanted Augie's car. But but again, like, ob obviously we mean Soundwave set the I think we need some forensic accountants. But Augie, not being a complete bastard, gives them the gold casing that the Pearl was in and tells them to get a good price for it. For charity. And then the episode ends with the poor announcer from the end of the race is still at the empty racetrack <laughs> waiting for the winners to come back so they can have that interview. And he's like, they'll be back any minute now, any minute, while looking around while it just sort of pans out on this empty stadium. Mm -hmm. So that's the end of today's episode. But join us next time for episode 59, War Dawn. Get ready for some time travel and fanboying. From possibly an unexpected source. Yeah. Multiple unexpected sources, <laughs> even. True. Okay, so fanfic recommendations. We have two recommendations for today. One from myself and one from Owls. The first is Stunticon Rally by Dragoness Eclectic. It's based on the G1 cartoon. It's rated T. 
and it's Jen. No pairings here today, and the characters are the Stunticons and Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Which obviously this is a crossover, just to be uh... clear. Yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. So it's a G1 Transformers and Buffy the Vampire Slayer crossover. The Stunticons join an outlaw cross-country road race, and Dead End kidnaps Spike to be his driver. No, not Sparkplug's son, Spike. The other guy named Spike. The one from Sunnydale. <laughs> and it's a one-shot, and... Hey, it's the Stunticons doing stuff in a race. Which, I mean, they weren't really participants in the Trans-Europe Express for racing purposes, they were definitely there. <laughs> they definitely did stuff. <laughs> they definitely did stuff. And yours? Uh, the one I have recommended today is called Address, and the author, I'm going to butcher this, is Sorlock Elvisvini, I think? I think it's Invisible Colors backwards. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Well, Invisible underscore colors backwards. So if that helps you guys any. <laughs> And the continuity is the G1 cartoon. It is rated G. It is Jen. There are no pairings. And our characters really are OC human characters, but the Constructicons are the subject matter, and I swear it's relevant. Um, our summary is an internal exchange of library emails regarding the presence of the Constructicons at the outdoor story time component of the Building Books Summer Reading Program for Constructicons Week 2022. <laughs> And uh, the reason I recommended this was Constructicons. And yeah, I don't know. I know. They only popped up for a hot second, and I think it might have even only been one of them, but I don't mm -hmm. care. I'm using that as an excuse that Spick is hysterical. Well, I think this is, uh, Scavenger's the one that would probably enjoy outdoor story time the <laughs> probably. most. So. Anyway, highly recommend. Very funny. Uh, it is part of a series, but it's, uh, it's part of Spontaneous Earth. Earth, I think Spontaneous Earth, uh, which is a series of one-shots, so it's not like you need to read anything else to be able to understand this. I certainly didn't the first time I read it. And that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillowfort as AfterSpark-Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, and various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcast, such as AO3, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. And feel free to send us questions on Tumblr, YouTube, or AO3. Till next time, I'm Spex. And I'm Alice. Toodles. No! It's highly inefficient! I have to kidnap these people constantly. Yes, but the space Wi-Fi for communicating with them is not great.